All right. Welcome to Comic Chat uh, number 72. I'm your host, uh, Glennon McGee. I'm a 10-year comedian in the Phoenix, Arizona area, and I'm originally from Compton, California. You can uh, find me on Facebook, Glendon McGee. That's G-L-E-N-D-O-N. McGee, M-C-G-E-E. And you can also find me on Instagram, I-G, or what they call The Gram, at GM3 Comedy. That's GM, the number three in the word comedy and you'll see my mug right there um just hit that follow and i'll follow you back because i'm not an asshole um (laughs) today's date is tuesday may the 8th 2022 um before i get started i just want to say i love all of you and uh, I am ceaselessly happy and immensely grateful and super elated to have your focus and attention for this week's episode of Comic Chat. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, which you could find on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. Also right here on this uh beautiful streaming platform anchor there's 71 other episodes you can listen to uh i can't believe i did that many episodes um before i uh start on my uh conversation with you guys or chat with you guys i want to have a moment of silence for a um, black comedy uh, television legend, sitcom star, uh, Johnny Brown, better known as Bookman from the uh, hit TV show Good Times, which I'm not a big fan of, but I appreciated uh, Bookman, the character, and I also uh, looked at a video. No, I also um, it was one episode that uh, Bookman like really shined. He did all these impressions and shit. It was it was cool. It was a episode where they was really trying to showcase Michael and um, young Janet Jackson. But to me, uh, Bookman was the best part of the episode because he did like Wolfman Jack and uh, Diane Carroll and uh, John Wayne and he had a lot of uh, different impressions and I could tell that his John Wayne was one that they really liked because they had him do an episode later on in the series when uh, James got killed and uh, Florida Evans married again this dude named uh, Carl who was a black atheist which is odd because she loved white Jesus so that was crazy but like he got struck stricken with cancer because he smoked cigars and shit and uh he was scared because he had to go undergo treatment and he 
found out that he had cancer and old bookman comes in and tells him that he survived cancer and he, by doing a john wayne impression and it was like a really touching moment uh, so johnny brown was a very talented man and he was 80 i think 82 years old and he died like last uh wednesday march the 2nd so moment of silence for johnny brown Bookman, You'll Be Missed, Good Times was an okay show. It was a great show until James got killed off. Because that's what they do when, when you stand up against the writers and shit. They just write your character off by murdering them. And if they kind of still like you, they just say you went away. And that way, if they get in good graces with you again, they could just write your character back in and pretend that you was there the whole time. But if they don't want nothing to do with you, they kill your character. Like Roseanne Connor is dead. They won't they don't want anything to do with her. So they killed her. I think I said that on another episode of this podcast. They killed her. She got hit by a truck and smashed. So Roseanne is not coming back. That's but she did have an awesome life as a TV character, even though she was white trash. And was like the mother of a white trash family. She did win the lottery though. So fuck that shit. James and JJ and fucking Florida. And and Thelma and Michael. They didn't fucking win the lottery. Their sister had to marry a football player. And then he. um, Tripped over JJ and fucked up his knee. After he got married to her. So he couldn't play football for a while, and then he became an alcoholic like me, which I uh, I love those ep- that episode because it's hilarious because I see myself in it. It's it's funny as fuck because he was hiding uh, he was hiding vodka in the in the toilet tank, <laughs> and uh, every time he would uh, not be drunk, he would be so angry and, and moody and shit. And then he'll go in the bathroom and he'll hit that bottle, nigga, and he come out a totally different person. Hugging people and, and, and uh, being complimentary and, and everything. It's, it, it's, it was hilarious. And then he got too drunk with one of his old football buddies and embarrassed himself in front of his wife and ended up doing some embarrassing shit. So... It, it was crazy. So if they really hate your fucking character, they kill you off. And that's what they did to my nigga James. Said he died into, in a car accident and shit. All because he questioned uh, the direction the show was going in. Because they wanted to um, make JJ the main focus character. And focus more on him saying dynamite and wearing a fucking chicken hat than the original direction of the show, which was to be like uplifting 
for black people or to show a positive black family in a struggling situation. <clears throat> but yeah, that's why I kind of am not a big fan of Good Times because the uh, there's an episode called Black Jesus where JJ paints a picture of Jesus, but he's black. And then uh, he replaced the white Jesus on the wall of their house in the projects. And everybody started to experience good luck. I think James won a bunch of money. Uh, I think Thelma won a beauty contest or something. And um, since the Jesus wasn't the traditional white Jesus that uh, everybody else prayed to, the Florida Evans was mad. She was demanding that he take that Jesus off the wall. The black one. And she was, you know, telling them that all that good luck that they was experiencing and positivity that was coming their way because of the uh, picture was, um, was blasphemous in a way. Because the Jesus uh, wasn't the white one that they stuff in our face. So anyway, everybody's luck turned around and, you know, he he ended up putting the picture in a closet and then they turned out saying that the uh, the picture was Ned the Wino. So it was all about this social engineering of making non-white people feel inferior to them. So that's why I'm not a big fan of Good Times. Yeah, I know it was only one episode, but it was a lot of other bullshit in that show like every time they experience some type of positivity or goodness or upliftment in their lives it got snatched away or something bad happened and it was like they never made it out the projects until the very last episode and then you never seen them prosper they were getting, they gained all this prosperity and all this abundance at the end of the episode, and, and they never made another episode showing you how black people live in abundance. Even when they do show black people living in abundance, it's always like a white influence behind it. Like, I love the Cosbys, but Bill Cosby was too fucking perfect. Where was that Cosby family member or the the Cosby son that they don't talk about? Because he wanted to be a rapper and he liked to smoke weed so they don't allow him in the house. That's like real black families. I know that there are like upper class and upper middle class black families that may not experience that. But I think everybody family, even if you're not black, you got somebody in that family Who's substance abusing. Because substance abuse affects everybody. And I'm only saying this because as a former alcoholic, when I go to the store, the alcohol aisle is booming. Not every time I go in there, but when I do go in there and people are buying liquor and it's not a special occasion, they are buying a ton of that shit. And 
So that's why I say it. Like everybody has at least one hardcore fucking substance abuser in their family that nobody fucks with. So that's why I was like, yeah, the Cosby show is dope because they're showing successful black, but where's that one twitching cousin who come around asking for money, always scratching that that one arm, <laughs> looking around. If, if they do leave him in the house, you got to have Rudy watch him. And he's still looking around while Rudy watching him. <laughs> but, I, yeah, I just... Shit was, um... Shit was bullshit, though. I know that you can't, you know, you can't go all the way real with certain things, but... I think we need more realness in today's society because there's a lot of coddling and a lot of um, fakeness that we we um, embrace. Like we are creating an artificial self through uh, social media and even in our waking reality lives, we create an artificial self because. Very few people keep it 100, 1,000, or whatever it is, number you want to use to say super real, because nobody keep it like that. A lot of people don't. And then if you do, you, you, you probably don't have a lot of people, uh, you probably don't have a, a strong support system. It's probably just you and the universe out here. Because honesty has a tendency to repel people. But I choose to be honest because I think the truth is the ultimate expression of love, even if whoever you share this truth with has difficulty accepting that truth. Because I believe that truth is always better than deception. And I know that that's not always the case, but majority of the time, I like to keep it 100 or keep it 1,000. I like to keep it straight up with you. That way, even if you don't like me, you can say, at least he didn't lie to me. Because that's my, my intention now is to uh, embrace my true self. And and embrace the fact that sometimes I can be an asshole. Uh, Sometimes I talk about comedy like a snob. But I'm still respectful of of all my comedians and bookers and people of the sort. Because I understand that, you know, even if you're not booking me or whatever... Running a show is hard as fuck because I assisted and or hosted a show with another comic for a couple of years, and it was the hardest thing to do because you have to be firm with comedians. When you run a show, you have to be firm with comedians. You have to not back down even if they don't like you because if you don't, it will become their show that you run. But yeah, you're going to get booked on their shows and shit because you let them allow them to run your show while you're trying to run it. 
but you're going to lose integrity in your own show and you're probably going to quit running that show within two to four years. Because this is one of my biggest problems. I don't give a shit about being popular. Like, I try to get my followers, but I don't go out of my way to get my followers. Even with this podcast. I don't put a whole big caption trying to sucker you into listening to my podcast. I just post comic chat, episode, whatever. And then I post it. Like, I don't wear shirts with at GM3 Comedy or uh, Glendon McGee on Facebook on it. I don't do that. I don't know why I don't do that. It's not that I don't... I don't have anything against it. It's just my spirit just don't... has no desire to, to go that hard at people. Maybe it's just that I'm not into myself like that. Like, I'm cool. I enjoy doing stand-up. Would I uh, love the money that a Joe Rogan makes or uh, somebody else, huge Seinfeld makes? Yeah, who wouldn't? But am I willing to, like, play myself for that shit? Am I willing to say dynamite and wear a chicken hat? <laughs> With a fucking rooster on it. No. And uh, that's like one of my biggest things. Why I'm not in the clubs and shit. Because I'm not going to reduce myself to just talking about having cerebral palsy. Because my disability is something that I cannot help. My disability is not who I am. It is something that I was born with that I had no choice in. Like, it used to kill me when I was growing up. People used to ask me, oh, if, if, uh, if God, uh, if God could give you legs like mine, uh, would, would you, would you want them? Hell no, because you're an asshole. Like, you just had enough balls to come up here and, and, and talk to me as if God constructed you better than me because you don't have cerebral palsy. And then you ask me if I want to be somebody like you. And, and, and that's the, uh, the thing about having cerebral palsy is, is most people who don't have it have no idea what life is like to have it. They just assume that it's like a bad thing because of what it looks like. A lot of people see me uh, disabled and they never ask me anything about it that's of any importance. It's like fake empathy. What happened, man? What happened? Did you get hit by a car? Uh, why you walk like that, man? Not, uh, do you experience pain? Is it, like, hard for you to go upstairs? Or anything like that is just always, uh, how you, uh, um, what happened to you? What did you, did you not pray? It's, it's, it's retarded. 
So no, I write a, I write handicap jokes. I write about it, but I don't center my act around it because that's not what I desire for people to remember about me after I'm done uh, performing. <clears throat> because like I said, it is something that I cannot help. It is not me. Because I do a whole lot of shit. I played two sports in fucking high school. And I fucking used to rap. I still fucking write poetry. I walk everywhere I go. Like, I do damn near 2,000 push-ups a day. Like, almost... So it, it really is, it's, it's just something I cannot help. I really don't uh, look at it. And then people be like, you, you, you should write, a, write your book about it, man, because uh, I think it'd be a great story that uh, if you could talk about how your cripples and, and, and it never stopped you and, and you, you know, you, you made you made something of yourself because you're, even, even though your leg fucked up, you is somebody, you know. Like, people actually say things like this to me. And it is it's really appalling sometimes. Because uh, I can't write a book about being handicapped because I never focus on that shit. To, to other people who focus on my handicap, they feel like my life is, you know, damn, man, you did a lot of uh, music shit. Like I'm fucking, um, like I'm Lassie or some shit. Like I'm, like I'm some type of uh, amazing animal just because I have a, a nerve condition. Most people don't even know what cerebral palsy is. But they have this opinion of me and my existence because of it. And and sometimes it is irritating and I don't uh, really say anything about it because I love people and I don't want to, you know, seem insecure about some shit when I'm really just like, bro, this is kind of dehumanizing me. So sometimes that is the reason why I am an asshole. Because if I'm not an asshole, then some motherfucker who is not handicapped will think it's uh, cool to dehumanize me. Because there are people who are not handicapped who are so bitter that they actually try to make you feel worse about yourself. Because you are living with your disability and you are not allowing it to affect your life. I know that shit, even though I don't uh, look at it like that. I know some people tell me it could be intimidating that I have so much success on stage and, and I'm disabled. So that could lead to a lot of uh, me not getting booked and whatever. 
And I kind of just dismiss that shit because I cannot perform for other comics insecurities. I know I said that probably on episode two or three of this shit. I, I don't not I'm not performing for insecurities. If it if I never make it and it and it don't get me booked because I refuse to like kiss your ass and tell you you're the man and you know like every goddamn picture you have on social media, then fine. Or if I'm not hanging out with with the groups talking shit about other comedians that haven't done anything to me if, if that leads to me not getting booked or not having success then fuck it because I'm not finna do that bullshit because that's all the bookers do they just sit around and and have powwows talking shit about motherfuckers who don't live the day life like they do uh, he won't serve me so I don't think he deserves this opportunity And that's the thing about uh, perceived power. If you're not a responsible person, you ain't going to know what to do with it. You're just going to use it to serve your own self. And that is what I am learning about in the the book of Kings. I'm on 2 Kings uh, 2 Kings 24 now. I read 21 through 23 this morning. So yeah, 24. And it's just all about like the kings of Israel and the kings of Judah. And a lot of kings, they they get, uh, they start to reign and then they just, the first thing they do is do shit that's evil. In the sight of the Lord. And they kindle his anger. And then he end up cursing the whole land. Because that king. Wants to do evil. He even like dismissed. Uh, Judah and Israel. Because of shit. That the kings were doing. They become kings. And start taxing the people. And fucking worshiping. Uh man-made gods and shit so that the voice of the Lord they can ignore the voice of the Lord freely and do what they understanding wants to do and serve themselves and like oppress people they create a a a false god a false god named Baal and they uh, they they made images and shit to Baal and they burn incense and sacrifice animals and shit to Baal so that the king could ignore the voice of the Lord because the voice of the kings the Lord was with every king and he give kings certain instruction but if they choose not to follow the Lord then they follow Baal and then he cursed that land and all types of plagues and shit happen. And then after like six kings, one king is born who, who who do everything that's good in the sight of the Lord and the land prospers and everything. So a, a lot of us, we dismiss like the Bible and like God and stuff. But if you read it with the right 
intention, you can actually learn some shit. And I think that a lot of people are anti-God because they want to serve themselves. They want money. They want cars. They want clothes. All this shit that don't have a life. All this shit that cannot love them back. They want an overabundance of things that cannot love. And, and it's uh, just for the exaltation over them of themselves over God. Like, that's all high materialism is. You want to be able to act as if you created yourself. You don't want to admit that there is something bigger than yourself. Like, this is not my intention to like force Christianity on anybody because I'm not a Christian or anything. I just believe in a higher force of spirit that dwells within all of us. I don't think there's a giant human in the sky that we're going to answer to. But I do believe your energy determines uh, the next realm that you see. And what you experience, is it going to be positive or is it going to be negative? That's what I think heaven and hell is. Are you going to go on in an everlasting life to the next life? in, in uh, positivity, in peace, and love, and prosperity, and all things that are good? Or are you going to go into that next realm of life uh, still trying to find yourself? That's what I, uh, I really believe that this life journey is all about. It's about finding the, the truth of yourself. Not the outward self, but the inner spirit self. Because your outward self is temporary. And everything that you desire to dress your outward self is temporary. So life cannot be about those things. And this is just my, my belief. Not, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should believe this. This is just me sharing my belief with uh, you. I think that the things that are within us are the things that are everlasting. So the knowledge and and the wisdom and like the empathy and compassion and love and positivity. I think all those things are, are the riches that we are really supposed to seek upon this uh, great ball of water and rock (laughs) called earth. But we get caught up by the suggestion of America and the over-commercialism of our society. And we forget that we do have a spirit. We think that we are just flesh. Like, and that's really thinking low of yourself if you think about it. If you just think that you are flesh, bone, and skin. That's all there is to you. It's crazy if, if that's what you truly believe about yourself. 
that should show you the the wearing down of your mentality and your spirit that America has has done if you if you think that you're nothing but what you look like on the outside because everybody get old you just may not be as ugly as other old people but you're going to be a old motherfucker that can't move you're probably going to have pain and all types of shit because as we come up we got to go back down So, as the dust we came from, we got to go back to the dust we once were. But that's only what happens to the flesh. Internally, you still exist. Just not in this form of, you know, I'm not going to, I'm no longer going to exist in the form of Glendon McGee. After I die, I'm just no longer going to exist in this human form. But the energy of Glendon McGee is going to be around somewhere. Just like the energy of you. It's going to be around somewhere. So that's why I I think that it's uh, of more importance of how you treat humanity than how you glorify yourself within humanity. And I think that's... um, a lot of problems with relationships because a lot of us don't really know what love is. And a lot of us don't even think about what we desire love to be because we always chasing money because we think if we have a lot of money, then we will attract love. But how can you recognize love if you have no idea of it? You can have love all around you, but just not be aware of it because your rec- your uh, definition of love has some physical properties. Just like how people deny the existence of God because of the uh, so-called lack of physical evidence. But if you want physical evidence, the Grand Canyon is physical evidence. The fact that there's tons of people and animals walking around here. The fact that right now as I'm speaking to you, I am turning in a circle and you are turning in a circle. We are in, we're in motion right now because the earth is always in rotation. It never stops. But... The people who choose not to believe, they're just like, how is there a God there? How is there a God? And it's always some uh, material-based reasoning on why they don't believe God exists. Oh, if God exists, uh, why do babies die? Because shit happens. That's why babies die, because sometimes he might think that baby is too girl good for this fucked up place. So he take that baby and be like, you know what? Never mind. I don't think this I don't think this world deserved this baby. So 
every time somebody try to deny the the existence of God, it's it's it used to anger me, but I understand it because everybody is not the same and everybody is not walking uh, the same path. But the lack of respect for those who do believe there's a God is what pisses me off about the atheists or the Satanists or whatever. Even Christians and religious people, because they all uh, share the same condescending energy towards each other's beliefs. Like, you don't have to believe what I believe. And I respect whatever you believe. But we can share information about our beliefs without trying to conform each other. And that is the biggest issue in our social uh, climate. Is everybody trying to force everybody to conform to their beliefs. Like we never, like we think that if we are, uh, we, we believe similar things that make us more alike, but it's probably going to make us more different. Because if you hung out every day with somebody who dressed and looked and acted like you, every single day of your life, 365, seven days a week, you would kill that person. You would kill that person. You don't want to see yourself that much. But we try to go, oh, if this person don't believe what I believe, then uh, you're uh, blocked. And then we do like a touchdown dance because we uh, have one less um, computerized friend. <clears throat> Our put, uh, push button buddy. We act like it's some badge of honor because... We just cut somebody out of our life because of something foolish. Team Petty and all that bullshit. Just because it's popular don't mean it's good because a lot of popular things nowadays are poisonous. It's a hidden poison. And you don't even know that you hurt yourself until you damn near 50 And you look back at your life and you see all the younger people doing all the stupid shit you used to do 30 years ago. (laughs) And you just be shaking your head like they don't even know that they fucking up their life. Everybody on uh, Team Petty, but they also on Team Lonely and shit. Like this whole... um, the Batman shit. It used to be that people went to the movies to enjoy a movie. And if you got it together with a group of your friends and they all like that movie and you just happen to not like that movie, you could voice your opinions and they might be like, oh, man, you're crazy. But, you know, that, that'll that be it. Now it's motherfuckers going to the movies to watch a movie just to have something to post about. And then the, the, the people who think they're clever and smart, they, they, they go against popular opinion because they think it's going to get them uh, more reactions. 
It's crazy, man. I don't know. I just don't. I don't really give a shit about the Batman. But I learned to not voice that shit on social media because I don't want to get into any more arguments because of uh, how I feel about other people and their attachments. Because that's it. That's all it is, is, is an attachment. And our attachments, are, um, they become our distractions, the biggest enemies sometimes. Just like uh, I used to be a huge, like, Cowboys fan and shit. And I think about that shit nowadays. Like, I used to really get mad, talk trash to people because the Cowboys was winning or losing. I would really get emotionally invested to where I'll fuck you up. <laughs> Of course, I was like 16, 17, but still, to be attached to something that don't have any meaning to the, to the point of violence says something about the influence of uh, pop culture. So, you know, I just want to know what happened to, you know, Enjoying a movie, and if you don't like it, it's cool. You don't like everybody have to like everything that everybody like. It is such a force. And then everybody gets uh, these fucked up views about dating and and love because everybody doing the same shit. Everybody living by these fucked up laws. I don't fuck your bitch and your bitch and your bitch. I said this before too. We all living by these laws and wonder why there is no loyalty. Because that's the game. And and Chris Brown and all these other motherfucking entertainers, they told you that's what the game was and shit. Ain't no love. It's about getting what you can get out of that motherfucker before they get you. Hurt before you can get hurt. Now everybody fucking lonely because they don't want to tell the truth. Like I said on that last episode where I talked about this, people are scared to say, I need love. Or I'm tired of being single. People are, don't, don't have the heart to say that because it's not popular and it's not cool to... To admit that you're lacking something in your reality, which we all are, but we are taught to run from acceptance. And that right there is the biggest shackle on not only our minds, but our spirits. And with that being said, this has been a comic chat episode number 72. I'm your host, Glenda McGee. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Glenda McGee, G-L-E-N-D-O-N-M-C-G-E-E. Uh, on Insta, the gram, IG, at GM3Comedy. That's at G-M, the number three, the word comedy. Uh, thank you guys for listening. 
I love you. You guys are successful. You are beautiful. You are worthy of great things. The universe loves you because it created you for greatness. Accept the brilliance of your imperfections. Speak positively of yourself and others. Spread love whenever possible. Uh, Encourage other people. Encourage other people. Show gratitude so that you can receive more things to be grateful for. Um, You can find this podcast on Spotify, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, and Breaker. And right here on this lovely casting platform called Anchor, uh, there is 71 other episodes you can listen to. Uh, If you want to find out where I'm going to be telling jokes, follow me on IG at GM3Comedy because I post flyers or I do little obnoxious videos and, you know, I kind of just be this nonchalant character (laughs) uh, from time to time. Or usually I'm just posting like jokes because, I don't know, I like to show my writing process and if I can help another comic that I don't know... That's fine, because that's all it's about. It's not always about the uh, uplifting of myself. It's always about what I can do to lift other people. So, um, you're beautiful. You're awesome. You're amazing. Uh, Everything that you desire is coming to you right now, quickly, easily, and effortlessly. You are worthy of... All that you desire, nothing is too good for you. You are not your past. You are not a failure. You are not broken. 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 (laughs) You are not broken. You are uh, capable of change and uh, healing awaits you if you're open to it in your heart and in your mind. So until next time, I love you all and goodbye.